This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. One of the big questions is, what is money? For practical purposes, it exists in a series of uh, heterogeneous databases, very different databases. Do you believe in crypto? Digital currency may be an answer. But it is the highly speculative data. I do own Bitcoin. There is no second past. Welcome to the Crypto Curious Podcast, proudly brought to you by the Bamboo app. Crypto Curious is your go-to source for all things cryptocurrency. Whether you're a seasoned pro or new to the world of crypto, we've got you covered. Each week, we'll break down the top news stories of the past seven days, giving you the information you need to stay on top of the latest trends and developments. Plus, we'll share quick bites of news and insights that you won't want to miss. If you're new to crypto, we recommend starting with our early episodes where we break down the basics and give you a solid foundation to understand the crypto world. Join us as we explore the ever-evolving world of cryptocurrency and educate ourselves along the way. On the show this week, we discuss the first rejection from ARK Invest's ETF. Old mate Sam Bankman-Fried finally gets some sort of comeuppance as he heads to jail. A scary crypto wallet vulnerability has been uncovered by Fireblocks, plus the mover and shaker of the week this week is Rollbit. What's Rollbit? Stick around and we will tell you. My name's Tracy and again I'm joined by Blake and Craig as we take you through this week's crypto news. Hey boys, how you going? Good mate, how are you? Very well. Craig, how you going? Going good. The markets have been a bit quiet but we've still got news (laughs) for everyone and I'm excited to go through Rollbit which has been Keeping me entertained oh, during the God. boring price action. Yeah, Craig's loving that one. We'll get to that one in a moment, folks. But let's kick it off. The SEC is kicking the ETF can down the road this week. As anticipated, the SEC hit pause on the ARK Invest 21 shares Bitcoin ETF. As expected, that move, uh, was got, we thought that would happen and the spotlight is down on that ETF. The crypto aspirations and the regulatory uh, realities are are hitting home. So, but it's not a surprise. This decision was raising some questions about the future of ETFs. And the very same day, actually, a former SEC official by the name of John Reed Stark forecasts that more hurdles ahead when it comes to the ETFs being approved. He does not think that these will get approved. Blake, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, you know, it's you know, we're seeing your know, rejection after rejection in this space, and so many people want to participate and get an ETF up. Um, which is for those that don't know, um, basically creating a fund that can be traded on the Nasdaq stock exchange, uh, which holds bitcoins, um, and this would make it more accessible to to many more people um, and make it uh, more easy from a regulatory point of view for more groups to participate in the sector. This topic has become increasingly politicized, mm-hmm. you know, and the applications may not be judged on merit. Um, it may be, um, you know, the political motivations of the, you know, the party that's that's in power at the moment or, you know, the, the political motivations of the SEC themselves. So, so do you mean like, so we've just talked about ARK Invests and we know that BlackRock and, you know, other big heavy hitters. So you, do you mean which political parties they're talking to or? Well, there could be political pressure from the Democrats or the Republicans um, on the, you know, the SEC themselves okay. um, or... 
Um, there could be your internal factions within the SEC that some people want to see it get through, other people don't. Um, you know, I'm sure lobbyists are, are involved at some level. Could just be not a serious consideration that the SEC is making, but we don't really know. Um, it's hard to tell what's going on on the inner workings, mm. but time will tell here. Uh, and how long have they kicked it down the road for? This is the first out of the lot that they've said um, no to. But didn't they say no to BlackRock requesting more information than BlackRock refiled? Everyone had to refile because they all had the wrong bit of information. ARC were originally the very first ones. Everyone else is a couple of weeks behind them. So Gotcha. I guess now we just wait and see because the next deadline for the next ruling is November 11th, 2023. So the SEC still technically has until early 2024 to make a decision on Arkinvest application, but it all feels like a bit of a race. But Kathy Wood herself, who is the CEO of Arkinvest, she says that the SEC will make a decision on multiple funds at once. I think it's just a timing thing. I can see it being approved when the, the halvening hype is is hitting all-time high. So that's it. I think there's an amount of days and the longest that it can be left now is until mid-February. So the options here are, like Blake said, they might get canned. They, you know, Nothing might get approved um, or they all might go through at once, as Cathy thinks, and they, that all might happen earlier than we think or it might happen you know, in February. So what's the vibe like with Cathy Wood? Are, we still, are they still bullish that it's going to get approved or are we like... Well, I, I think we can all say that the Bitcoin ETF will be approved at some point in time. Mm. You know, it, whether that's in the next six months, 12 months or, or five years, we don't really know. But what these groups are doing is really trying their hardest to push it through the SEC. And, um, you know, uh, that may or may not be successful in the short term. Okay, there you go. Well said, Blake. As the SEC mulls over the ETF saga, all we can do is hold tight and hope for some ETF, which is extremely timely fulfilment. How's that for an ETF? Here we go. Next story. I think we all felt a little smile come over our face when this next story broke the other day. From trading charts to sell bars, another unexpected turn in the story of Sam Bankman-Fried as he finds himself behind bars ahead of his trial in October. So it looks like even the crypto titans can't escape the cold embrace of legal reality, no matter how much $250 million worth of bail can buy you these days, Craig. Yeah, so what we know is that a judge revoked his bond last Friday and they, he's actually in jail right now. So the judges sent him to jail. He's facing seven charges around the collapse of FTX and covering off some goodies like wire fraud, commodities and securities fraud. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff there. But the judge who sent him to jail said, Sam appears to have tried to tamper with witnesses referring to his quote-unquote lover, Caroline Eccleson, um, and him releasing parts of her diary. This is going to be the best movie ever, by the way. <laughs> so a story we covered in the potty a few weeks ago is that he sent her private diary to the New York Times. He also sent over 100 emails, had a 1,000 phone calls with members of the press. He's also been using a VPN to try and hide this, been using Signal to try and hide more SMS and communications. He's been using encrypted messaging apps with the auto-delete function on after a certain amount of time and the judges pretty much said, you're taking the piss. 
<laughs> it's time to get to jail. So this is Ba-ba. kicking off. So he's actually he's legit in jail in New York right now, Trace. Yep. That Crazy. Is, that is correct. He is in jail and it, and it does feel good. So we are approaching the one-year mark since the FTX exchange debacle and the effects definitely do still linger. And last week we delved into the FTX exchange reboot. Today we are obviously discussing Sam and his impending court battle. So beyond what seems like the ever-evolving soap opera, we can't ignore the enduring political echoes of the era that saw Sam feverishly lobbying the US politicians. And we spoke about that this time last year on the podcast, Blake. You were saying Sam's out there constantly just lobbying the politicians right now. That's basically what he was doing full-time. And we, as we discuss this, you know, changing crypto landscape and we talk about the elections next year, what do you see? Blake, as the aftermath of this um, FTX implosion on the political landscape, especially when we consider Sam's past lobbying efforts um, and the upcoming court case. Yeah, well, I think the first port of call is that everyone else is going to find it harder to lobby you know, politicians uh, and those in Washington because there's going to be fundamental distrust there from you know, all the work that Sam did. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, I think that you know the regulators are, are embarrassed about what happened. Um, they were there to protect consumers, um, but unfortunately, you know, it wasn't just through the FTX fail, but also Lunar and Voyager mm-hmm. and Celsius mm-hmm. that the regulators were seen as, as not doing their jobs. And now, you know, as I mentioned previously, it looks like they're overcorrecting and trying to over-regulate the industry. And, you know, this is makes it harder um, for uh, crypto businesses to succeed. And we're seeing that through Coinbase's efforts, um, whereas I think it could create the opportunity now that this, this political landscape creates more opportunities for traditional incumbents to come in and take market share as opposed to um, crypto businesses succeeding. Yeah, absolutely. Good point. And, of course, they had to give some money back, didn't they? A lot of those political donations, yeah, they were... I'm they not were, too sure what happened with that. Yeah, I believe we were reporting on it early in the year. They were looking into it, making them give some of that money back. I'm not sure how that how that ended up, but yeah. Okay, moving on, folks. Hold on to your digital wallets. Fireblocks, the dependable cryptocurrency software provider, has unveiled a concerning chink in the armour of some large crypto wallets. The vulnerability raised red flags and highlighted the ongoing battle to fortify foundations of the crypto realm. This slide hiccup sent a few shockwaves through the digital community. Blake, you sent this story across to me. Can you explain a little bit more about Fireblocks and exactly what we found here? Yeah. Have we talked about Fireblocks before on the podcast? You know what? I don't think we have. They're a massive business, so we probably should explain a little bit more about them. Yeah. So Fireblocks is a software provider that allows companies um, like Bamboo, like cryptocurrency exchanges and and banks and other financial institutions to manage and store their cryptocurrency. But importantly, it's non-custodial, which means that they give you the infrastructure to securely store your private keys and then manage it in a way that's really helpful for for businesses. Uh, And, you know, they've... I think what happened here is that they were using a library um, and it, within, it, within the, their software, I've, they've borrowed some code from somewhere else and they've found a vulnerability in that code and they've since patched um, that vulnerability. Um, but this could have potentially affected so many market participants. I think Fireblocks is the most widely used custodial kind of software solution in the marketplace right now. As a result, it could have affected um, so many participants. Mm. Um, But fortunately, they found it. Uh, They 
uh, went public with it and patched it uh, in in uh, a very short period of time. So a uh, great job there from Fireblocks. But, you know, it just goes to show how early we are in this space, you mm. know. Uh, I think we still got many years before this is re- this stuff's really locked down and um, all the code is, is watertight and these vulnerabilities um, won't be present anymore. Yeah, it looks like we've dodged a pretty big bullet there. And it's quite common for DeFi apps now to offer bounties. If you find a vulnerability, you can actually get paid. So it's crazy to see Fireblock, such a big business that you would suspect to be watertight, which they are watertight actually because they got it before it hit the market. But Mm. the overall reaction from Coinbase and Binance, they literally just said thank you because their teams didn't get it. Firebox team did. So yeah, near miss on that one. Yeah. There we go. Time for our mover and shaker of the week. Everyone loves a crypto pump and each week or two we feature a cryptocurrency or token project that's grabbing attention and popularity in the market. We want to share the reasons why it's on the rise and the utility or value that it holds, if any. This week we take a look at Rollbit or RLB. This one was popped in the chat from one and only Craig Jackson. (laughs) This one has gone up 76% in the last seven days. So I'll hand over to Craig. What is it exactly? So 76% in the last week and Tracy, you pointed out in the last six months, it's actually done over 10x. So this has been pumping. So I'm a user. I've been using it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it is a crypto gambling platform. It is literally like a casino on your browser. It lets users place bets on casino games, live roulette, sporting events. If you want to bet on the Matildas tonight, oh, yeah, tonight. semi-final, get on the Tillies. Future prices of NFT collections and tokens. And my favorite game, which I call the dragon blowing up game. You bet on this <laughs> dragon and he'll multiply until he eventually blows up. It is ridiculous. You guys have to check it out. If you have a VPN, you have to VPN through Luxembourg. Gamble responsibly, but ridiculous. What is ridiculous, ladies and gentlemen, yes. is that is a 1,000x leverage. This game was made for Craig Jackson. A 1,000x leverage, which you can do <sighs> on all the major coins. Honestly, like, it's bad, but... Mm-hmm. It's a bit of fun. Like, okay. obviously, gamble responsibly, guys. So, why has it had a pump then, uh, Blake? I don't know. I can tell you. Yeah, <laughs> Craig, Craig, can, uh, Craig can do this one. I'm all over it, guys. So, gambling in crypto has been huge. There's one called Stake, which is the market leader in the US. Um, Rollbit were trying to compete with them, but they were built on Solana and no one really knew about them. No one is on Solana. So they actually migrated their whole business and their whole app to Ethereum. And then they recently switched up the tokenomics for RLB. So now they have a new buy and burn feature. The team will actually use part of its revenue to buy RLB tokens off the market, then burn them. Okay. 10% of casino, 20% of sportsbook revenue, and 30% of the 1,000x futures revenue, which I've donated to multiple times, will be used to buy and burn these tokens. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. these punters love this. and Yeah, like you said, everyone loves gambling. We're, We're gambling on hamster racing in the last month so it does not surprise me doesn't surprise me at all there you go roll bit ladies and gentlemen and that's a wrap for our movers and shakers of the week where crypto takes on a whole new meaning of rolling the dice with Rollbit, a crypto gaming platform that's not just doubling down but offering a eye-popping 
1,000% leverage because who doesn't need a little bit of Craig Jackson level excitement in their lives? <laughs> this is not sponsored, by the way. No, absolutely not. We'll bring you a gamble new... Gamble responsibly. Gamble responsibly. You'll, you'll probably lose. Not financial gamble. advice. It's just a token. Time for a break there. When we come back, our short, sharp news bites. Welcome back. You're listening to the Crypto Curious Podcast. I'm going to use this time to do a shout out to a very special listener out there. His name is Rob Dog. He is a true power listener and an accounts wizard. He doesn't miss the show. He knows who he is. So get in contact if you'd like us to give a shout out to podcast at getbamboo.io. You might have a special someone who listens to the podcast. So get in contact. <laughs> How <laughs> romantic. We're happy How to romantic. do romantic shout outs now. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to our short, sharp news bites. Craig, you're up first this week. The Brazilians... The lawmakers are moving forward with legislations that would raise taxes on crypto held overseas. So they're trying to bring crypto back to Brazil. Um, they estimate around 16 million people in Brazil are using crypto for quote unquote various activities. Mm. So let's see how that plays out. Okay. Yeah, in another blow to WorldCoin, it looks like they've declined about 22% in value over the past week, but it's possibly due to the regulatory twist that we've seen in Argentina. So the Argentinian government has requested access to public information to understand what they're doing with people's data, the, their processes, uh, and to understand more about the government. So pretty interesting um, update here, and I think we're going to see more of this from other jurisdictions as well. Apple's 30% tax policy remains unchanged as a Supreme Court judge denies Epic Games' bid to ease App Store payment regulations. This one's been in the works for a while. The decision has implications for the crypto and NFT space, delaying what could have been some great benefits for app developers. The court's refusal to permit apps to direct users to external payments within Apple's ecosystem continues after previous Ninth Circuit rulings in April that found Apple in violation of competition laws. So Basically, this is going to continue playing out, folks, because a lot of people are really unhappy with this. Uh, we'll see what happens because it, it, it won't stop here. Nice one, Trace. I've got a good one. It's Etihad Airways. They have actually done an innovative NFT loyalty program called the Horizon Club Web3 program. So the whole idea of it is that you stake this Etihad NFT and you earn Etihad miles, which you can use to book flights, upgrade your flights. They're not the only airline that's doubled in this space. We've seen low cost carriers like in Argentina and Spain and Japan, but this is the first major airline to get involved with NFTs, which is very exciting. Just speculating here, Craig, are all rewards tokens going to be blockchain-based in the future? Well, it makes sense. It makes because sense to me. It's, mm. an, it's an outsourced, open-source accounting system for rewards tokens. Companies can make their own um, and then you know potentially even share them. So. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. I'd like to learn more. All right. Next up, we have industry leaders, politicians, and legal scholars teaming up with Coinbase. Oh, Coinbase. Kind of like uh, an Avengers movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're rising out of the darkness here in crypto bear market and crypto venture fund A16Z and Paradigm um, submitted a joint brief 
for Coinbase. Um, contesting the SEC's regulation um, over the crypto industry is too broad. They argue for a dedicated comprehensive legislative framework for digital assets. So I don't know how this is going to be received by Congress and the SEC. Um, hopefully not on deaf ears, but um, you know, we're going to see more and more people doing this, I think. This is awesome. Power Rangers unite. Yeah. Yeah, this is cool. I like it. <laughs> Meme coin, darling of the moment, Shiba Inu uh, has been having a great month. It's currently 24% up. It's also set to launch Shibarium. 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 It's a new blockchain and it's out today. It's also got rumours that centralised exchanges could be listing tokens from the new Shiba Inu ecosystem this week. So, yeah, Shiba is on the rise. Is it the year of the dog? I don't know. It could be. So is it the year go. of the doge, you should say, Tracy? Well, who knows? I've got some news that is a little bit bearish for Polygon, actually. Utes, which was a big NFT collection on Solana, mm -hmm. they said that they're going to shift to Polygon. And when they made that announcement, Polygon gave them a $3 million grant. Mm -hmm. But now they've made the announcement a few months later that they're returning the $3 million back to Polygon and they're going to move to Ethereum. So What? I, I know. I think, what, what happened here? I think the same issue they're having is what Rollbit had, is that they've realized that users aren't on Polygon, users aren't on Solana, users aren't interacting with dApps on these layer ones and the only ones that people are on is Ethereum. And I think I can speak for us three. Mm. We have never used a Polygon dApp Ever mm, have no, we? No, we've used Ethereum. But dApps. you are a bit of a you are a bit of a Polygon hater. Though. I am a Polygon hater, but I just think to return the whole grant and say thanks mm. for the three million dollars, we're going to give it to you back, and we're just going to go to Ethereum. I think that says Ethereum's it all. Having, but Ethereum's having a bit of a moment, isn't it? So interesting. Okay, what's up next, Blake? All right, CoinDesk, one of the biggest media companies in the sector, lays off forty. 5% of their editorial stuff, which seems to be massive. I know that all the others were laying off editorial stuff. Is it an odd stuff. time to do that? Well, you know, with the advent of your know, chat GPT and AI, I just think that there's going to be so many efficiencies created in the drafting and the production of, of news stories that, you know, it's just they're just responding to, to the technology, really. Uh, and Digital Currency Group, um, which are one of the biggest holding companies in this space, uh, own, um, I think almost all of them, uh, are looking to sell down some or, or all of the companies. So really interesting development here. I know Digital Currency Group um, are short on cash. They got caught up in some of the uh, some of the issues of, of 2022. Um, so this may be a way of them regaining some of the cash, selling their stake in, in uh, CoinDesk. Mm, okay, that's cool. Not cool for the journos, but... No, not cool for the journos. Interesting either way. And with that, guys, that is the end of the show. Please follow us on social media via the Crypto Curious Instagram page. There's some cool memes being busted out there. And also the Facebook group. Hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to us now. And make sure you tell your mates about the podcast. If you have anyone who's interested in crypto at all, we'd really appreciate the support. If you'd like to get in touch, please email us at podcast at getbamboo.io. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye for now. See you, guys. See you guys. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. 
Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have physicians in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697.